0: Welcome to the Coffee with Kathy podcast. Take a moment to subscribe and like us on Facebook if you haven't already. You can also check out all of our books, merch, and future podcasts at coffeewithkathy.com. Now grab yourself a cup of coffee and get ready to be encouraged. Here's your host, Pastor Kathy Heitschew. So, I'm glad you sat by somebody. I need you to be able to slap people, okay? Uh, If you're not sitting beside somebody, that's okay. I'll have you turn around and slap somebody behind you, amen? But welcome. We've been talking a whole lot about words. Say, oh me. And we've been talking, uh, we've been trying to teach you about that little red muscle in your mouth. You know, it's created a lot of drama for people. Just look at your neighbor right now and say, she's really talking about you. (laughs) A lot of dramas come from that little red muscle, amen. The muscle called the tongue. Somebody say the tongue. Now, I taught y'all last week. We were able to do some tag team preaching. We were in Proverbs 18. I I taught y'all already, and you know this. There's power in that thing to produce life and death. What's it called? That's right. And that's an incredible statement. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Life and death are in what you say. I taught y'all that last week, and you know that already. This crowd knows that already. I'm really preaching to your mother-in-law who's watching me online. Amen? So y'all just give a little wave to everybody watching online, because I know this crowd already knows there's life and death in the power of the tongue. But some of you people out there, some of you have used your words to break people. Amen. Not any of us, amen, we have never said things to kill people. We never said things to jack, got people all jacked up and messed up. We've never done that. We say things that encourage people, amen. Everything that comes out of our mouth is encouraging, right? Because what comes out of your mouth has the capacity, it has the potential to either speak life or death. It's only one of two things you're speaking, amen. Some marriages haven't survived because people couldn't shut their mouth. I'm not looking at none of y'all. I'm looking at the camera back there, okay? So y'all preach like, yeah, preach that, Kathy. I'm not preaching to y'all. Some people have self-image problems because their parents never said anything nice and kind and encouraging to them, ever. And they're adults today and have self-image problems. Some parents are still feeding their kids negative words, and they wonder why their kids never do better. Because life and death are in the power of the Y'all gonna be preaching with me. That's gonna be a short sermon tonight, amen? Pastor Mike said I got like 20 minutes and that was it, so I ain't got a whole lot more to say about words. You gotta go watch, there's a hashtag ad, you gotta go watch last few Sundays where we preached about words. The rest of the verse is where I wanna uh, talk on tonight, a couple of places, but um, Proverbs 18, 21, the rest of the verse says, and those who love to talk will eat its fruit. That means whatever comes out of your mouth has consequences. Somebody say consequences. And you'll have to eat the fruit of whatever you say. Powerful. For example, if your marriage doesn't last long because you kept running your mouth, you kept on talking negative, you're going to reap the consequences of that. If your children never grow up to accomplish anything or do anything because you never spoke any accomplishing, encouraging things to them, you will reap the fruit of that. You'll find them coming, living back at home with you. Now, the devil is a liar at my house, amen. I done told my baby, we get in a one-bedroom. About time Phoebe's out, we one-bedroom. They can't be coming back to my house, Amen. But some people, you know, your kids will stay broke, busted, and disgusted if that's how you speak to them their whole life. The problem is we have problems with our tongue. Matthew 12, 36. It says, and this is the kind of preaching, like a lot of people don't like this kind of preaching. I get it. And I'm not preaching to y'all. I'm preaching to everybody online. So y'all are all, whew, just just do like this right now. Matthew 12, 36. One day we must give an account to God for every, somebody say every, every idle word. That means, unfru- that word idle means unfruitful. Every lazy word, every useless word, you know, like spreading gossip and spreading rumors and sowing discord. All of that lazy stuff. Think about what that verse says. One day you and I will have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give answers for everything that comes out of our mouth. And it's horrifying to think of all the things that we say. I mean, all the lies you've ever told, all the gossip you've ever told, all the cuss words you've ever said. Let's see who's in the cussing ministry. Who in here is in the cussing ministry. Just a show of hands. You know, it just, you just talking and all of, a, all of a sudden, you know, just cuss word just comes out here. You got a cussing problem. you like, it just slipped out, Kathy. You know, you just get angry and cuss. You, you kick your foot on the bed. Isn't that the worst? Kick your toe. You know the bed is there, right? You always know the furniture is there. The bed is there. The chair is there. It's been there all this time and you still kick the thing. But you know, the devil made me do it. Just wink at me if you're in the cussing ministry. Okay, amen, amen. i am just going. yeah. But anyway, Pastor James gave us some homework to read James chapter three. So I'm gonna help you in case you forgot to do your homework assignment. I'll help you, that's no problem. Because much, much of the chapter talks about the tongue and most people don't like to read about the tongue. Amen? They like to read about things that's wrong with other people. But we don't like to read about things that's wrong with ourselves, um, and it's a dangerous thing. This this muscle in our mouth is a dangerous thing. James three two, for we all stumble in many areas. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Isn't that powerful? We've been talking about this for weeks and weeks, so I'm just rehashing it to you. We're going to run through it again. We stumble in sin in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, never saying the wrong thing, this is Amplified, he is a perfect man, fully developed in character, without serious flaws, able to bridle his whole body and reign in his entire nature, taming his human faults and weaknesses. I love the Amplified. Amen. It gives you so many more good words. And that word perfect there means mature. See, when you've learned not to offend people with what comes out of your mouth, you have reached a level of spiritual maturity. You are mature. He says you're also able to restrain the whole body. When you get to a place where you can control your tongue, when you get to a place where you can control what comes out of your mouth, there will be a level of maturity that lets you enjoy life like you're supposed to enjoy life. Amen. But here's the problem. Some of us can't control our body because we can't control our tongue. Look at your neighbor and say, you can't control your body because you can't control your tongue. I like that. You can't control your body because you can't control your tongue. You can't control your body because you can't control your tongue. You can't control your body. See, that's this. I can song write. They, they think they song right, but I really can song right. I just wrote one right there. You can't control your body because you can't control your tongue. In other words, if you get your tongue under control, your body will follow. And you're like, where do you get that from, Pastor Kathy? Well, keep on reading. Verse 3. You know where I'm at, right? James 3, verse 3. Indeed, we put bits in a horse's mouth so they may obey us. We turn the whole body. He read this to us last week. He said, let me give you an illustration of the power of your tongue. If you put a bit in a horse's mouth, you can control it. If you, to, if you pull it to the right, it goes to the right. If you go to the left, it goes to the left. If you go to the right, it goes to the right. If you pull back on that thing, it stops. And another illustration, verse 4, he said, look at the ships. You know, they're large. They're driven by fierce winds. They're turned by that very small rudder where the captain wants it to go. Likewise for your life. Likewise for my life. If you want victory over something in your life, get your mouth under control. Isn't that great? There's power in the tongue. Say that. There's power in the tongue. And then verse 5 to 12 talks about the problem. See, the tongue has some problems. Amen? Or, oh oh, oh, oh me. You could say, oh me if you like, no, it's my tongue. It's me tonight. Amen. Uh, hand up emoji if your neighbor has a problem with their tongue. Okay, hand up. Verse 5. We even talked about this and everything that you're just going to sit there and you're just going mm. Verse 5, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. He starts out by telling us it's a, a little part of our body. But the t- it talks, it boasts, it makes great speeches. In other words, it makes mountains out of molehills. It keep, it makes promises it can't keep. It uh, makes claims that aren't true. It turns harmony into chaos. It drags reputation through the mud. It causes drama. Is that enough? Those great examples, Amen. Verse six, and the tongue is in a sense a fire, the very world of injustice and unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members as that which contaminates the entire body, and sets on fire the course of our life, and it is itself set on fire by hell. You know that song? It only takes a spark to get a fire going. I'm on the songs tonight, man. It only takes a spark, you know, to start a forest fire. I've started a forest fire before. Y'all would never believe this about me, but me and my sister and brother, it was really them and I was along for the ride. But I'm the middle child, so that's just how it is. You just go or or you're going to be in trouble. So I went and we went to my granny's house. I'm not even kidding. I I forget how many hundreds of acres we burned, but my sister had this great idea that she was going to build a fire under this big, you know, um, fir tree and we were going to sit around it. And we, I I mean, I was only like nine or 10. I, I wasn't of no sense. Amen. But she was older. She should have known better. Amen. Cause she was like 12, but we set the whole thing on fire with one little, you know, and, and so I ran to try to get help, which was a big coffee can full of rocks. And I thought that's going to do it. But anyway, anybody ever set a forest on fire or just me? Oh, amen. Well, (laughs) that's y'all's preacher's wife. Amen. It only takes a spark. To set a fire. Can I tell you a careless, it only takes a careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth to start a fire? By our speech, we can ruin our world. We can send the whole world up in smoke and us up in smoke with it. And I'm talking smoke right from the pit of hell. This is what the Bible says say, it's a fire. It causes big problems, y'all. It causes big fires. It causes drama and pain. It's a problem. Our tongue is a fire. Our tongue is full of sin. The verses tell us so much. It says, what comes out of your mouth can corrupt you. What comes out of your mouth can mess you up. What comes out of your mouth ignites your evil passions. What comes out of your mouth ignites your evil desires that you ain't even got no business desiring. And it is set on fire by hell. That means it's influenced by hell, right? So before you speak, I taught y'all the other day, you got to use the word wait, W-A-I-T. Why am I talking? I taught y'all that. That was a freebie. But wait, why am I talking? But you can also ask yourself, is what I'm about to say, are the words about to come out of my mouth, are they coming from hell or heaven? Because they come in from one of two places, right out of heaven or right straight from hell. There's no in between with your words. Right? Words come from one or two places. They're either influenced by God or they're influenced by hell. And some of us don't know what the difference is. We can't even make the distinction. So we'll just say whatever comes to our mind. Well, well, and we got the audacity to say, well, I'm just speaking the truth. I'm just telling it because nobody else will. Somebody had to say it. Well, I just had to say it. I just had to say it. Well, here's what the Bible says in Proverbs 29, 11. A fool utters all his mind. The Bible says a fool speaks his mind. A fool vents. Y'all looking at me all funny and all, but I'm just walking down James chapter 3. I didn't make this stuff up. I walked in here last night and James 3 was just there. I'm just walking down it with y'all. It was already here when I got here. But James is making a declaration that says it's set on fire by hell. The devil knows how to talk to you. He knows how to get you to say something. Some of you, not y'all, of course, but some of your mother-in-law, they don't got a filter there at one time, amen? The devil knows how to get you to trash talk. Some of you pride yourself on how good a trash talking you do about somebody else. Amen? Newsflash, everything is not right to say. But it's the truth, Pastor Kathy. I know. I know it is. I say a lot of it. (laughs) I'm preaching to myself. Yes, something is true, but that don't mean you should speak it. (laughs) We had the conversation. Shh. But there's truth in here on everybody that we don't want repeated. Everybody in here has something that they don't want repeated. They don't want anybody else to hear about. They don't want anybody else to know about, right? So that's why you can't look at me in that tone of voice. Because James says, it's set on fire by hell. The tongue cannot be tamed. It's untamable. Your tongue is untamable. Look at verse 7. For every kind of beast and bird and creature of the sea is tamed by man. Think about that. Animals have been tamed by men. I'm talking about big whales. Y'all ever been to uh, SeaWorld? Who been to SeaWorld? You see Shamu? And I know the one in 1976 is dead, but they got lots of Shamus, amen? But you see Shamu, I mean, you ever sit there at SeaWorld and think to yourself, self, how in the world? how you, You ain't have a conversation with a whale. When I do this, you're going to jump out the water, and you're going to spin around and twirl around. Now, my dog is different. I know my dog is human, so that's different. You can tame your dog because they talk to you, and you talk to them. They know exactly what you're saying. And you, they tell you good night, good morning, and everything. So I'm not talking about dogs because they're they humans. I'm talking about a whale. That can do all of that. You can tame a whale. And I don't care if it was born in captivity or not. It ain't got the thinking capacity to just twirl and flip and let people ride on it and blow water. And I just don't. I'm easily impressed. That's all I'm saying. Big old shamu, talking about jumping and flipping. What about an elephant in a circus? Anybody ever been to the circus? How they get that big old elephant to put his little feet up on a thing and just walk all around it. Come on. A lion. I literally saw the other day somebody opened the mouth and they stuck their head in the mouth of a lion. You can tame a lion to open up his big old mouth and let you stick your head in it. Now, it's a no for me. It's a no for me. I don't be doing lions or alligators. Amen. I might would do a shark, cause, you know, but I ain't doing no alligator. That's, who does that? First off, why do you do that? Who are you and why do you do that? How do you do that? Not happening for me. Verse 8, but no man can tame the tongue. Say, no man. We can control these big old animals, these big old ships, but we can't control, we can't tame this little bitty muscle in our mouth. And nothing is worse than being around a person that cannot control their tongue. The Bible says, we had to talk about this, The Bible says it's better for a man to live in a corner of a roof than in a house with a nagging wife. Good job, babe. I thought all you men would stand up and say, preach, Kathy, preach. Not you. But that's the word. Some of us don't know how to shut it. We don't know how to bring it in. If we're being honest tonight, this right here... mm -hmm. This shut it, this zip it, this hush it, this bring it to a close, this shut it down, close it down. I feel anointing on this right here. Don't you feel a little anointing on this little motion right here? I feel the Holy Ghost on this. Um. Y'all feel the anointing out there? Facebook, y'all feel the anointing? The tongue is a big problem. Matter of fact, it says, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. That word unruly means it has no constraints. You better be careful hanging around with somebody that has no constraints on what they will say. Amen. Don't hang with them long. It's unruly, it's evil, it's full of deadly poison. Some people are spewing out poison on people, spewing out poison on their spouse, spewing out poison on their children, spewing out poison over their self. Some people haven't learned to speak well of themselves. The Bible says when David got to a place of discouragement, he learned how to encourage himself. Amen. I know how to lay hands on myself. Can I get a witness in the house? Anybody else ever had to lay hands on themselves? Anybody had to pull their own ear, grab their own shoulder, smack themselves upside the head? Tell me, get up, girl. You're a survivor. You got this. You got this. Encourage yourself. When you see no hope, you got to learn how to encourage yourself. When you don't know the answer, you got to learn how to speak hope to yourself. Say, I'm coming out of this. Because look, it might be bad. It might be difficult, whatever. You got to be able to say, I'm coming up out of this. I don't know how long it's going to be, but I'm coming up out of this. One day I'll just get up and come up out of this. The sun's going to shine again. It might be raining right now, but the sun's coming up. I'm coming out of this. It might look dark, but I'm going to keep going after God. I'm going to keep encouraging myself. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep making right choices. I'm going to keep going one foot in front of the other. Speak over yourself. Encourage yourself. Speak the word to yourself. And for the love of God, stop spewing poison over yourself. So James says to us, everybody okay? Y'all just take a deep breath. Amen. So James says, it is untamable and full of poison. It's unruly. And the thing about the poison of your tongue is this. It might not kill anybody instantly, but it is a slow poison that zaps the life out of you. It zaps the life out of your ministry, out of your career, out of your life, out of your future, out of your job, out of your family, Because if you keep speaking negatively, if you keep speaking the wrong things, you'll never have life. The Bible says it will be death. It's either life or death. He says, with it, we bless God and we curse men. With the same mouth, with that same tongue, we bless God and we curse our spouse. We bless God And we curse our kids, our family, our ministry, our job, our church, our mother-in-law. I love my mother-in-law. Y'all got a great mother-in-law. We bless God and curse men. That means we come in here and worship God. We raise our hands. We dance. We clap. We shout. We give him the glory. We hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And then we hardly get home. But I ain't been up in y'all's car or nothing. And don't be looking at me like somebody told on y'all. But we hardly get home before we cussing each other out. We hollering. We popping off at the mouth. We venting. We gossiping. We sowing discord. We had road rage on. Anybody do road rage? Wow, you bunch of holy people. I don't be... Amen. Good on y'all. As a matter of fact, he goes on to point out in verse 10, out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Does a spring come up out of the same opening, both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree produce olives? Can a grapevine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. You don't have good water and bitter water coming from the same place. That's what he's saying. He said, this ought not be the way you are. Tell somebody, this ought not be the way you are. Look around behind you and say, this ought not be the way you are. Now, I feel the tension up in here. I, there's a lot of tension. I'm not going to, there ain't no celebration. Ain't nobody jumping, hooping, hollering, amen. Ain't nobody bringing no money to the offering or anything like that. But I get there's tension in the room. And here's why. Because some of us know we're guilty. Amen. So the question is raised, how can you have both bitter and sweet coming from you? When the Bible is making a very definite statement, a very definitive statement that it's a problem. A good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree bears bad fruit. Why then do we have both kinds gushing out of us? I'm going to close with Matthew 12. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. You know, those are religious people who have no relationship with God. You know, we have some of the descendants of the Pharisees living among us today. Amen. Some of y'all live with some of the descendants of the Pharisees. Amen. Some of y'all go to church with some of the descendants of the Pharisees. They go to church, but they don't have a real relationship with God. You know, they go through the motions of church, but there's no real worship that they give to their Lord. They're not sincere about walking with God. They're not genuine about walking with God. They, they just want to do the checkoff list like I said this morning. Now, not any of y'all, but all y'all out there. They just want a checklist, you know, that I went to church. Yep, got it. I saw all my friends. Yep, got it. I, I brought my secret sister gift left on the table. Check, check, check he's talking to the Pharisees and he's saying either you're going to be good fruit or bad fruit. You're either going to be a good tree or a bad tree. And I'm done. I'm going to bring this plane in for a landing. Amen. Verse 34, he calls the Pharisees a brood of vipers. How can you being evil speak good things? And here it is. Here's the message for tonight. My message for tonight. Out of the abundance of the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, just put your hand over your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It all boils down to what's in your heart determines what you say. What comes out of your mouth is a direct reflection of what's in your heart. And you can't change your mouth. You can't tame your tongue. You don't change your tongue by changing your tongue. You change your tongue by changing your heart. Don't write that down. You don't change your tongue by changing your tongue. You change your tongue by changing your heart. I'm talking about all the nastiness, all the cussing, all the lying, all the gossip, all the quarreling and arguing, all the evil, all the poison that's coming out of our mouth is a direct reflection of what's in our heart and some of us don't want to admit our hearts are nasty matter of fact the bible says our heart is desperately wicked the heart is deceitful above all things and it's extremely sick who can understand it fully and know its secret motives but here's the great news. Somebody say, good news. Yes, the heart is wicked. However, we serve a Savior who lays us down on the operating table. He cuts us open. He pulls out that cold, stony, hard heart. He replaces it with a heart of flesh. And when you get up, you know you've been operated on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he gets done with you, I'm telling you, he puts compassion in you that you never had before. He gives you an understanding of people that you never had before. When he gets through with you, he gives you patience with people that you never had before. Here's how I know I've been in surgery. I've been in surgery. He's given me the ability to speak well of people who can't stand me. He's given me the ability to speak well of people that I know don't like me. He's given me the ability, the, compassion, uh, uh, the capacity for compassion for people who don't deserve compassion. Yeah, right. I've been in surgery, y'all. I hope y'all gonna send flowers. Amen. I know he's doing it for me. I know he's doing it for some of you too. I've seen him do it for you. Some of us need a heart transplant tonight. Amen? I was going to have him to put on music, but there's nobody there, so it's going to have to be you. Some of us need a heart transplant, and God's on duty, y'all. God's doing surgery tonight. He's already scrubbed in, amen? He's already got the gloves. He's already ready. We're just going to spend some time in triage tonight. Amen? You can stay at your seat. You can come to the altar. But can I tell you, he has a flesh heart for you. If you put your hand on your heart, you could even ask him, Father, is is this cold and hard and nasty and bitter? Is that me? Is that my heart? And he'll reveal it to you very quick like. And then you could easily say, I'm in line for surgery. Tonight's my night. I'm going to have surgery tonight. He's giving out compassion hearts, understanding hearts, patient hearts. This new abundance is in your heart. It's going to spill over. You, you won't be able to talk about people because the heart is so full of compassion and patience and understanding. You won't be able to do somebody wrong. You won't have the capacity in your heart to do anybody wrong. Because you could say, I need that new heart. That heart's for me, Father. That heart's for me. And guess what? It's compatible. The one he's going to give you tonight, it's compatible. You're going to be wise. No more stumbling with your words. You're going to be so wise. He's going to give you a wise heart. You'll be so full of wisdom in your heart that what comes out of your mouth from now on will be wisdom. It'll be wisdom. Some of us need to follow Mary's advice. Do whatever he tells you. You remember the wedding at Cana? And she told the servants, just do whatever he tells you. Some of us need to get a spirit of Mary on us, amen? And we just need to do whatever he tells you. He tells you it's time for surgery, let him. Do it. If that's you, do it. So Father, tonight, we just write where we are. We just say, create in us a clean heart. We repent, Father. We repent for the thing that our mouth has caused us, for the thing our mouth has done. Create in us a clean heart. Give us a new heart. If we need a new heart, tonight's the night, Father, that we're just going to let you right now come in, cut us open, take out that thing. We don't need that heart anymore. And put in us a new heart. We repent. Put in us a new heart. Fill our heart with wisdom. Fill our heart with life so that every word we speak is life. We speak life. If we've not been speaking life to our spouse, to our family, to our children, to our boss, if we've not been speaking life, we need a new heart. If we've just been rattling off idle words, we need a new heart. If we've been speaking death and sickness and disease and busted and disgusted, we need a new heart. Because it says, out of the abundance of the heart... The mouth speaks. So right now where you are, just spend time. Just talking to him. Give him time to do the surgery. If you want to be here in the altar, that's fine. If you need to stand up and walk for a minute, that's fine. If you need to lay out on the floor, that's fine too. But give him some time to just take out that thing. Do away with that heart. I don't need it anymore. It's never served me any good, Father. That hard, cruel heart that causes me to be cruel to people. The people who love me more than anything. I don't need that heart anymore. Father, you put in me a clean heart. You give me a good heart. Father, I leave up out of here with such a good heart. I have a heart that's just a love heart, a compassion heart, a wisdom heart. Thank you for that heart right now, Father. Just just operate on us. Ishelebo Kora Baba Inde Lelebo Raba Take it Fox